0: This is Gutterballs Rewind. In each episode of Gutterballs Rewind, Brad and Adam discuss a single minute of their groundbreaking previous podcast, Gutterballs, the Lebowski Deep Cast. To salute that podcast's greatest moments of truth, as well as give recognition to its broken promises. Please join us as we step over the threshold and into your memories.
1: All right, hey Adam, <laughs> another little hi, Brad. First of all, hi, hi. It's
0: good to hear hi. your voice. It's been a while.
1: Been a while. Been a while since I could hear your voice in my ear holes. It's been a while. Little uh, you talking you two to me throwback. Little stained. Been a while. Mm -hmm.
0: Yep, we can just pick up other podcasts bits and do them here.
1: I don't care. Hey, is this an episode of
0: Great Bits?
1: Welcome to Great Bits. (laughs) (laughs) Remember when we did? Been a while, and we stole it from you talking you two to me.
0: Yeah, that was pretty awesome. That was a great bit.
1: That was a great bit. All right, that's been great bits. All right.
0: So you were out on the you were you were out in the seven seas. It seems I was
1: out on the seven seas. You know, the, funny you should say seven seas. Um, I'm quite positive that I've talked about this before, but did you know that off the coast of the Atlantic? sort of like, almost like the Bermuda Triangle, triangulate between New York, Bermuda, and say, Miami. In that region, there's a sea. I feel certain we've been on a, we've been doing this long enough that I've been on multiple cruises now. Okay. I'm going on cruises all the time, but, you know, we've been five years or something. There is a sea out there in the Atlantic just off the coast of the eastern seaboard of the United States. It's called the Sargasso Sea. At least that is apparently like what the Norwegians call it. Like I've never heard of it except when I'm on a Norwegian cruise line boat. But you know how – Kind of like on an airplane, they show you, like, here's where you are, doo doot here's the little line, you know, you can turn on the TV, and there's a little screen there with a little map going. Right. They play some elevator music, maybe Babe by Styx comes on, maybe a real schmaltzy, like, or uh, instrumental version comes on, doo doo, doo 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 and you can see the little dot where your boat is, and it's like, oh, we're in the Sargasso Sea. Okay. Because we're like, you know, I'll say two to three hundred miles off the coast of like Virginia Beach, Outer Banks, like due east, just out in there somewhere. Okay. And it's like the map says Sargasso Sea.
0: I've heard the term Sargasso Sea before.
1: When? How? Where?
0: I don't know. It's just something like I'm familiar with that name.
1: Have you been on a cruise?
0: I have been, but that cruise left from Puerto Rico, and I don't think we would have. I don't it know if I would have heard it there, although it was a Norwegian cruise line.
1: It left from Puerto Rico? Yes. Puerto Rico? Yes. Why Why did it leave from. I don't know. I'm so confused.
0: It was a Caribbean cruise that left from Puerto Rico. So instead of, so, like, you know, flying to Florida and getting on or wherever, or getting on board it like you know up in the north and taking a leisurely stroll down to the Caribbean. This was like you got on at Puerto Rico and then went and hit all the Virgin Islands.
1: How old were you? 21. You were in college? Yes. Did I know you? What when did this happen? <laughs> what the fuck?
0: This was a this was a very weird
1: situation. Oh, oh, please expound on this, because Jesus, um, man.
0: My father uh, worked for a corporation at this time. I'm. You may know him. His name's Al.
1: Yes. Big Al. He had a Mobak in the day. Yes. Well, he actually...
0: Style mobile phone. That's like you put a strap around it. Exactly. We talked about that because again, he was a corporate guy. Yeah. He, most of his life, he was in public education.
1: Pounding the pavement.
0: Started that, ended that in the middle. He was like, Oh, okay. I'm going to try to like make some, uh, you know, some more money. Maybe see what else is out there. But, uh, Anyway, he uh, he does this thing where you like, oh, you met your numbers for this quarter. You get a trip. OK. And um, but it's like weird because like, oh, you go on the trip with like the other people from the company or that met the. That met the numbers or whatever. Right. It's like a corporate trip. Sure. Um,
1: hey, as long as you're not paying.
0: Yeah, so my...
1: so They put the bill for the the airfare down to Puerto Rico, too? I'm assuming so, yeah. Well, did you pay for it? Well,
0: I personally didn't pay for it. I don't know if my dad did or something. I'm assuming not.
1: I'm sure he would have given you a little bit of like, you know, I'm paying for this for you.
0: Well, what happened is normally it would be, of course, my father and my mother going.
1: Right. He's got a plus one. It wouldn't normally be
0: you. Right. Except my mom could not make it because my uh, grandmother was sick at the time and she had she didn't want to leave. And so um, my dad was like, well, how about you come, Brad?
1: You know, little little pieces of this are coming back to me in bits and dribbles right now.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if we talked about this even in another episode like five years ago.
1: Well, I obviously wasn't listening.
0: It was so long ago, it's almost (laughs) as long as when this actually happened in like 1996.
1: You know, I searched Sargasso Sea on Google Maps and it's like nothing. It's like Sargasso Sea, South Padre Island, Texas. I'm like, fuck you. Yes. Well,
0: anyway, so that's the story of my cruise. Well, that's, not the, that's just like... Well, that's like, how I got there. So I went on the cruise. There was other... Where did you
1: fly out of?
0: We flew out of Harrisburg, I think.
1: Well, not directly to Puerto no. Rico. No,
0: I believe we left out of Harrisburg. Maybe Allentown, but I'm pretty sure it was Harrisburg. We flew out of... Probably to Philly. To Actually, I think we went from Harrisburg... To Georgia To Atlanta All the way to Atlanta yeah. Delta hub Yeah wow. And then from Georgia To San Juan And then we got on The good old uh, Nordic Empress
1: Is that Was that the name Of the that boat That the name Empress? Of the boat Yeah Alright
0: Wow And uh, we sailed Shit, For uh, Sailed around for I don't know Maybe like four Or five days
1: Where else did you go?
0: Uh, we went to St. John. We went to St. Martin's, a.k.a. Martinique. Turks and Caicos. We didn't go to Turks and Caicos. One other Virgin Island. I'm not sure which one it might have been. British Saint Croix. or otherwise. They were man you're asking too many detailed questions here i think well what is saint john
1: um well it's part of the western antilles i don't know if that's a particularly virgin island
0: i thought it was anyway saint john is apparently like because my couple trips to this region it, with this company. For, and apparently St. John is like the place, according to my first dad. First of all,
1: isn't it St.
0: John's? St. John's. Yeah, probably. Possessive? Probably. And isn't
1: that a city? I thought that was a capital of like a little group of islands. Um,
0: well, it's also then the name of an island, maybe, if it's a group of islands.
1: No, like it's the capital of a different group. Here, hang on.
0: Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Is it it Antigua
1: and Barbuda? St. John is the smallest
0: of the three U.S. Virgin Islands.
1: Barbuda. Say that once, Barbuda. Barbuda. You don't want to say that.
0: You mean Barbados?
1: Right, that's what you want to say, but Antigua and Barbuda. Barbuda. And then St. John's is a city on there, so I don't know where, I I don't know much about
0: any of this. St. John, not possessive.
1: All right, so the city is a different place.
0: And it is a US Virgin Island, according to okay. I I put in St. John's Island cuz you said possessive, but it still came up back with St. John Island is the smallest of the three US Virgin Islands. So
1: All right. So St. John's John, is the capital of Antigua and Barbuda. Barbuda. Yeah.
0: Barbuda. That sounds like it's a different thing altogether.
1: It's a d- totally different thing.
0: Yeah. That St. John got around.
1: Yeah. I guess so. Cities, nation, states, or territories. I guess. Well,
0: have we ever talked about the name Saint John, S T J O H N, pronounced Sinjin. No. Okay.
1: Where's Where's it pronounced like
0: that? That's a na- It's It's a name in the like like people can have.
1: I know. Sinjin. Like I've I've heard those sounds. Sinjin. Yeah. But it's. I didn't know it was spelled
0: like space J O H N.
1: That's like bosun's mate. Yeah. You know? Yep. It's like why? Just man, that's a shortcut. You've eliminated seventy percent of the characters <laughs> in the word. Right. Why even bother with the word at this point? Just call it S-I-N-J-I-N, Sinjin. Just call it that. Just yeah. spell it that well, way. Well, apparently
0: in America, because we're slackers, the spelling S-I-N is starting to catch on a little bit.
1: Well, there. Well, you know, it's efficiency, Brad. It's yeah. that good old-fashioned American efficiency. Well. Where would computer processors be without that exactly. good old-fashioned American efficiency? Well,
0: the name Sinclair was originally S-T space C-L-A-I-R-E.
1: Right, St. Clair.
0: And then it became... But it was pronounced, I guess, Sinclair. And then eventually they just changed the spelling to match how people said it. But it
1: wasn't pronounced St. Sinclair, It was pronounced St. Clair. No, and then it was, it was Sinclair then, No, then it was it Sinclair, was, then it was Sinclair, and then it was Sinclair, and then it was Sinclair. It, it was has Sinclair. To do
0: when, like, the Normans invaded um England and you have this French and old English mixed together and yeah
1: I'm just saying I believe you that it eventually became pronounced as Sinclair but if it's spelled period space capital C L A There's no period mind you
0: but well the reason it was pronounced that way is because it was actually a French surname like like s it started like s-t-j-e-a-n and so like you'd be like you know whatever like like do sin john whatever do singin i don't know it's all effed up because france and old english all mixed up together and that's what kind of made our english and it's all weird that's why it's so fucked. Because it's like all these different languages. So it's like, well, what language rules does this word obey? Well, it's a little, it's half German and half French. So you got to mix them together. Anyway. So this cruise, if we want to go back to my Atlanta Harrisburg to Atlanta. To Puerto Rico didn't really see puerto rico much just like the kind of like the the shuttle ride from there to the boat mm-hmm. um but um yeah i wish i could rem- say in my head where all the places we stopped were exactly i will call out martinique though
1: okay because is that mountainous i
0: don't know saint cool. john was saint john had those rolling hills it was beautiful it was pretty amazing yeah. um Martinique, though being uh French it's like the, I- <laughs> yeah, it was like the, was the island was like half <laughs> something and half French, <laughs> half Dutch, I don't know, anyway, you can go to the French side, Martinique, which is where we were, clothing optional
1: beach, so, the right, Mystique. Of the Florida keys You were living a like shitty beach boys song with your dad. Yep. But we're also
0: like hanging out at the beach, walking on the beach.
1: With you know, all the naked, all the naked
0: people. Self so, either.
1: The whole shebang. Vaginas, Brad. Penises. You mean Johnson? I mean you know the guy? <laughs> yeah. I hope not. That would be awkward. Anyway, you were like, hey, Alan, shit, <laughs> nice to see you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so there's oh so was, was my oh cruise. God. Look away, Brad. Look away. <laughs> How can we work together again? <laughs> uh, they had a drink package now on these boats. So free booze just... And that free, you pay for it up front, and then you drink as much yeah, as Yeah, no, want. we had
0: that. Yeah, I like that. I drank a lot, at least the Gosh. first day. And I learned, like, not so much that I had a hangover the next day or anything, but, like, one, well, I was young, so I could take a whole lot. But trying to, like, lay down in bed at night and go to sleep while, the, well, you know, the ship is, you can feel the gentle swaying. Of the mm. ship at sea, and you've mm. had quite a few, uh maybe, pina coladas or something.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. It wasn't too
0: good. It wasn't a no, good feeling.
1: That exacerbates the situation. Um At least in the morning, you're pre-drunk, not post-drunk. But, yeah, that nighttime, so... I mean, that you went on that cruise in, like, 1996 or 7 or something, right? Yeah, it was right? probably,
0: it was probably, like, early 1997.
1: Right, right. Um, boats have, especially the Norwegian boats, well, not especially, just because those are the ones we've gone on. But, um, you know what? Empress of the Seas is a Royal Caribbean ship.
0: That wasn't what I was on. I was on the Nordic Empress. Like
1: Nordic Empress. Yeah. Don't see it. Well, maybe it's been a ship. Nordic Empress. Okay, I see it. I see it. Uh, Let's see. Okay, so that ship is under seven hundred feet long. It's like six, say six ninety, maybe. Okay. This fucking ship that. Uh, What was it called? The breakaway, Norwegian breakaway, was almost 1,100 feet long. Um, My point is, it's so fucking enormous that you don't... The waves are six feet tall, eight feet tall. Like, you don't feel anything. Like, nothing. Right. However, on this cruise, for like two or three days straight... The seas were like two and a half day journey back from Amma's to New York because we sailed out of New York. So it was like over two days. Friday was a sea day. Saturday was a sea day. And we got in early, early Sunday morning. So two and a half days at sea. And the seas were goddamn 14 and a half feet. Those are swells. Fourteen, fourteen and a half 14 and a half feet. A basketball hoop's 10 feet tall. right. It's a basketball hoop tall, and then another half of that again. Those were the swells. So that was like two and a half days. I've never gotten, like, kind of nauseated on a boat before, and I didn't really this time, but, like, I fucking felt it. That's for sure. Like, it was, the bathroom was creaking, you know, twisting around. And this is an (laughs) 1,100-foot... long boat that's almost 200 feet tall it's almost twice as long as this boat that you were on right because they're just making them bigger and huger and more ridiculous i'd
0: hate to think what that would do to the little old nordic empress which the nordic empress was a royal caribbean cruise ship okay despite the title nordic That is confusing. And it was later renamed Empress of the Seas. So, Nordic Empress, Empress of the Seas, same thing. Originally, it was called Nordic
1: Empress. I wonder if when they named it Royal Caribbean wasn't around or wasn't a big deal. Or Norwegian Cruise
0: Lines, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, maybe.
1: Yeah. Or they just... Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, yeah, it took almost a week maybe a little over a week to like I'd bend over to like put my shoes or socks on and like whoops I'd like kind of go over like whoa. like you mean not, after you
0: got off the boat
1: yeah a week yeah, after
0: you were still you still still
1: rolling s-
0: still had that yeah
1: fourteen and a half foot seas like when one of the top decks i think it was uh the highest you could have a cabin, I think was deck sixteen. we were on fifteen, okay, and then you could go up a little higher than that, but it's like you know sun decks and stuff, a couple more after that, but way up there, like it exaggerates the movement that's back what and I was forth. gonna
0: say i was I'm trying to do that in my head, yeah, yeah,, I think it would it's
1: way the fuck up there, yeah, and also, like when you look down you have your balcony there and you look oh, down oh shit it it doesn't well it doesn't look like much okay you're like what's the big deal but then you know you go down the stairs or go down the elevator and it's like one flight of stairs two flight of stairs three flight of stairs four flight of stairs five of stairs six flight of stairs we're three floors down now and if we started on six now we're on you know deck 13 <sighs> Another flight of stairs. 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 Where are we? Deck nine. Cool. Another flight of stairs. Another. We're still not at water level, you know, it's like being in a tall building and you can look down between the railings of the staircase. And it's just like the scene in die hard when he throws the chair into the elevator shaft.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: It looks like that. And you're just like, I want to puke. But then you go down to level six, which is as low as you can go. Everything like cabins that don't have balconies. So level six, you're only like 20 feet above the waves. And you can go over and look out the window, and you're like, holy fuck. (laughs) No fucking gracias. You can go up to seven and be outside on the railing, and you can... Like, I was just picturing... Like putting a basketball hoop down the bottom of the trough of the swells. And it's like, yep, 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 yep. Those uh, those are big. <laughs> those are fucking big. I can only imagine, like, if we were on the Empress, like, it would have been heaving and roiling around.
0: Yeah. Well, there was a... Time um, When I was at One one of my many trips to Cape Cod And this was one I took with Christine My wife, you may know her Yeah, I know her And we went on a whale watch All fun and good The next day The whale watch at Cape Cod Made the national news Because Wave like a random swell, rogue wave that just came and like it crashed up onto the top of the deck of the boat oh. and nearly capsized the boat. Didn't, but the boat like listed so much and came back. And like people were like, like, people had like broken arms and broken legs and all kinds of injuries. No Anybody one, go overboard. I don't know if anyone went. I don't know if anyone went overboard. I don't think so. Shit. No one. No one died. Luckily, no casualties. from like serious injuries. And it's just like, yeah, you're just on this boat, like I've done a million times. You go out on the ocean. It can be a little choppy sometimes, but then yeah, just all of a sudden, there's this rogue freaking wave. Yeah. Out of nowhere, Shit. it's just like, oh, this is bigger than the boat. Hang on.
1: Good luck, everybody (laughs) Shit, never turn your back on the ocean, Brad Nope Um, That was the same boat that you guys were on?
0: You know, I don't know if it was the same same boat,
1: but Same whale watching thing Yeah Man Boy, I tell you what Life is fucked up. Tragedy can strike at any time. That's true. Rogue no. Yeah. Like maybe it's just five or six foot seas. We were on this giant ass boat and they have their own private island. That was going to be our first stop. Ah. Whatever key you know it's like you go there and you ramp around like the scene in Jaws when everybody's out there trying to you know kill the shark for the bounty money you know and they're in the little bay and there's like 400 little 6 foot boats and people are throwing dynamite into the water and shit it's like that but whatever okay, you know okay. just embrace embrace the madness it's fine cuz 4000 people are getting off the boat and all going to a little inlet it's cool it's cool anyway this 1100 almost foot long boat couldn't get into the bay that day because the swells were too tall. Mm. Now, if it can sustain 14 and a half foot swells, how the fuck tall were the swells in the inlet yeah. to get in there?
0: Or there could be a combination of like these swells, but mixed with, you know, you're getting close to land. Narrowness. And the de- depth of the you know, the ocean there or something it could all could be. add up together to
1: create a certain kind of sailor's nightmare. <laughs> yes, it could. It could. A, a nautical nightmare. It always comes back to the passage of time and the sea, doesn't it?
0: So, so what islands did you the private Island?
1: Well, we went from New York to Port Canaveral Okay, so we were able to see my sister-in-law. You might know her, her name's Meredith. So you disembarked
0: and at Port Canaveral. That's right. You got a little. You got, got you got a ca- day at, mm-hmm. at Port Canaveral there.
1: Not a whole day, seven hours. Seven maybe. hours, yeah. Well, I mean, that's Four how hours. it normally
0: works, right?
1: Right. Although it, I feel like the time frame was a little more compressed because we had to come from New York this time, so. There were four days at sea, basically, on a seven-day cruise. Right.
0: So, like um, two down I,
1: and two up, is what you're saying. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: But in a way, um, like you know, I'm kind of I would I don't mind that so much. I don't mind
1: it either. I mean, the really. boat
0: like I almost like because they have those like cruise to nowhere, don't they have
1: those? Sure. Booze th- cruises. It's just there was a <laughs> there was an older Royal Caribbean boat next to us. That was just, like, they were partying until, like, 4 o'clock in the morning when we were in dock at Port Canaveral. it Port Canaveral? It might have been in Nassau. I don't remember. No, it was in Nassau. And they were just up all night, you know, a bunch of 20-somethings just partying it up. So
0: they, like, segregate the, the cruise based on age? They're like, we're going to well, put you on the
1: young person's boat. It's a booze cruise. Like... It's going to be, like, thumping <laughs> till okay. 4 o'clock in the morning. So gotcha. I think it skews it's, younger. It's
0: self, it's self, <laughs> you can self-select in or out.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. It's natural but selection. But this was in
0: the dock at Nassau, though. So it doesn't go places.
1: Well, it had to get to Nassau. It probably came from Port Canaveral or Miami, you know. Right. And then it goes over to the Bahamas, cruises around. It's probably a three or four day. Yeah. Goes there. You can get off and... You know, be a bad American in the Bahamas for a little while get back on. And then, you know, go back to Miami. But you're on a boat. Anyway, it was the, um, it was Port Canaveral. saw my niece. That's good. She's four. Don't get to see her too often. But Florida's no big thrill. We live there, as you right. well know. Right, right. Um, and, you know, our family lives down there, not too far away. So we're there quite a bit. Whatever. And then Private Island was a no-go, so that was another day at sea, but we got to Nassau a little earlier than planned. So then we were in Nassau for a little while, and I don't know, just kind of farted around there. Another, like, take the boat over to a little beach get a cruise does and sit there on the beach workers. And, uh, and then we got some conch fritters and then went back to the boat about it and then we went back to new york
0: so pretty much you only stopped at nasa and port canaveral and port canaveral how for just one day each
1: port canaveral or nasa was like it was like 24 hours i think but it encompassed parts of two days right so
0: you could you got there like in the like in the afternoon or something or midday
1: yeah because we skipped the private island the nassau port is more navigable so we we weren't as um limited by the it was good you know we stayed in the fancy place
0: fun a few beers a few laughs
1: yeah our troubles were over for at least that week Except for the
0: swaying. Your ship had finally come
1: in. Yeah, so to speak. Um, but yeah, no rogue waves, no like blinds. Life didn't blind such, so that was good. Thinking of like being up high and swaying back and forth. Remember, um, who was it? Ramirez, Warren with the glass eyeball and They play a little. They're checking out Uncle Mac. It's like, oop, my eyeball fell out, but it's really just a marble.
0: No, I don't know. I don't know what you I'm. You lost me.
1: Oh, I, we talked about it in a previous episode. No big deal. I was just thinking about tragedy, and the wave striking that boat. Like, yeah. At, anyway, that's a family that we grew up with, but. I remember, like, they were a large family. It was kind of a shame. Like, they were, you know, family friends of ours. We grew up with them. We would go down to, um, well, they lived in New York. That's where, like, Skinny Dippers, they'd have Skinny Dippers and York foods. It's kind of where I have my intimate knowledge of right. these snack foods. That's, that
0: rates your memory. Yeah. Yep. Like, so you, someone and offers you a York peppermint patty, and you're like, ah, oh, I remember Maris. the days. Yeah.
1: Yep. It was, kids would sleep in sleeping bags on the kitchen floor, and we'd be really annoyed at, like, seven o'clock, and the folk would come into the kitchen and start cooking, like, stepping over us and shit, because we were sleeping in the kitchen. But, you know, I look back on it fondly now. It's It kind of sucked at the time, because you just wanted to sleep, but... You know, it's 20 or 30 family, quote unquote family, and it's a good time. But anyway, this family, they had, um, there were two daughters and three sons. One, two, three of them were, I guess what you would consider or somebody would consider morbidly obese, like just large, large, mm-hmm. large people. Um, and then the guy with the glass eyeball he wasn't he was really trying to work on it so he wasn't too bad and then there was the other son Leonard and he was tall and skinny um and they were they were mexican uh the dad Carlos we called him uncle Charlie was like you know straight from mexico i don't know how he got here don't even know if it was legal or not but whatever he was a pastor uh, Methodist church pastor. And he and his wife, Elizabeth, uh, had come and, you know, settled in the York area and were just doing their thing with their five kids. And Leonard used to, like, carry us around. So let's see, how old was Leonard at this time? I'm going to say he was maybe 24, something like that, 22, 26, somewhere in there, right? Not too old, but he he used to carry me, maybe not so much my brother, but he would carry us around. I just remember him carrying us around on his shoulders in this mirror and, like, whatever. He was just kind of goofy and cool and, you know, it was always a good time because, you know, he was older and we looked up to him. What was I, eight, you know, something like that, six or eight. So it was awesome. Like, oh, this guy's hanging out with me. Um, he got a some kind of insane intestinal disease. It's a disease or bacteria. I'm not sure what it was. Um, I don't think it was Crohn's, but it was something, like, awful. And he had to go to the hospital. And it just ravaged him. And... They couldn't really figure out how to treat it, make it better. And it was like a financial drain on the family and obviously an intense emotional drain on the family, Um, really. And he was in the fucking hospital for like two years fighting this awful Mm -hmm. intestinal whatever it was. And, you know, like just on the verge of death. Many times. Can you imagine being in the hospital for two fucking years?
0: Not really.
1: Not really. Right. It doesn't. It might as well be like 40 years. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And like, you're just if you're in there that long, you should just be dead. Right. It's gonna be a couple of times. He beats it. He fucking beats it. Somehow. He gets better. It's like, holy shit. Like everybody just assumed like <laughs> like going to be you know you heard the All right well that's Leonard going to be dead probably like even as kids we kind of like ugh, just cuz there was such like a mm. you know like a malaise everybody's like ugh, it's Leonard yeah he's mm, it's not good you know you just figured right it didn't happen he beat it he fucking beat it he got better um He was recuperating. He's, you know, I'm in rehab for a while doing physical therapy because, you know, his muscles were atrophying and stuff. But then he's doing the physical therapy. That's getting better to celebrate. That's like, hey, they went, but they went on a road trip as a family together. So. Like, they parallel parked somewhere. I forget where they went. Uh, I'm not even going to try to guess. Philadelphia, Baltimore, who knows where. Um, so they parallel parked, but then the car wouldn't start. Um, pop the hood. Uh, Elizabeth, the mom, she, in the driver's seat. It's like, yeah, because he was always the life of the party, right? And he's like, all right, come on. Pop this hood. Let me see what's going on in here. And it's like, all right, can you gun the engine a little bit? Whoops, she put it in gear and... She smashed him in between the car in front and her car. Woo, whoops, it's in gear. Smash. And, uh... Yeah, killed him. Jesus. It's like, then we did get that well. phone call. We were at my grandparents' house, and we're in the, like, interior room, and it's like, they came in. It might have been my dad, I don't know. He's was like, hey, um just Leonard's Leonard's been killed we we were young enough we don't really like like we just have the like that's an impression you know it's a moment it's hard to remember all the details but it's like how did they say it like we were horrible children me and my brother basically And like how did they announce that did they come in and say like hey everybody Leonard's been smushed Um, I don't even know how you (laughs) well And then to spend all that that time, like, getting better. And then your mom just, whoops, crushes you to death between two cars. Jesus Christ.
0: That's the worst
1: story I've ever heard. But they, you know, it wasn't the end. They were married 50 years. You know, they were married, that was probably in the 80s. And, you know, it was, they made it another... 15 or 20 years they had their 50th anniversary at the church we went to a little Charlie um, at Readers United Methodist Church their 50th wedding anniversary they had it right there in the uh, the little the little hall there that every church has where they serve fruit punch and some you know watergate whatever they fucking call it and um, at that point Elizabeth was in a wheelchair She had to wear a helmet on her head because she'd had skull surgery, and there was a soft spot there. And then, uh, wouldn't you know it, Elizabeth died there in their 50th anniversary with everybody (laughs) trying to have a party for her, and they came and took her away. Happy 50th anniversary, everybody. (laughs) What? I don't know why it just seemed Jesus. like one of those <laughs> Well you know but, but everybody's having a good time, they're eating their pasta salad, you know, their chicken and it's like uh somebody call <laughs> somebody call an ambulance slumped over. Shit. Well let's let's go outside and listen to, you know, the Humpty Dance. Shane Myra. What are you going to do? Had a good run, right?
0: Well, I mean, you know, in some ways, it's not a bad way to go, like, to just go suddenly like that. Boom. Yeah. Versus, mm-hmm. like, okay, like you mentioned before, like, let's spend Hanging two to for five two years. years in the hospital.
1: <laughs> right. Right.
0: But, yeah. oh my God, like, I can't, well, first, I don't even know what to say. You've kind of got me here with this story.
1: It's not the worst part of it. I don't know if you want me to keep going on with this or not. I...
0: I don't know. <laughs> it's better just get it all out. We don't want to come back to it in a later episode, I guess.
1: No, we really don't. Let's just get... Um, so the two sisters uh and Jean. I'll forget those names because I made them up, but <clears throat> they were really large. Um... This is just an aside, but there was another Thanksgiving where we were at Warren's house. He was married to Judy, and that was closer to where we lived up in the Poconos there. And so we were having Thanksgiving at their house, and, you know, they lived in a farmhouse, uh, rustic, you know, wooden chairs and whatever. You know, again, 20, 25, 30 people hanging out, having Thanksgiving. hmm And... Um, one of the sisters, I forget who, we're in the living room, you know, it's a big circle of chairs. Everybody's there shooting the shit, laughing carrying on. There's a little, like, sound and then, like, a moment of silence. Like, what was that? One, two, and then almost an explosion as the chair underneath exploded due to the weight and she just fell, just... Blah. The chair just couldn't take it. Boom! And she's just there on the floor in the middle of everybody. And there's a moment of silence. And then everybody simultaneously burst out into laughter. And she got up and ran up the stairs crying hysterically in embarrassment. And then everybody stopped laughing. (laughs) So there's a thing that happened. I just wanted to just. I can relate
0: to that. That has happened to me. I I I weigh a great amount. Right, but you're not five. But no, yeah, I'm not. Maybe I'm giving myself too too much credit. Yeah, it's not necessarily the obesity. I'm certainly overweight, but I also am like six foot eight inches. So yeah, there's just a lot of tonnage involved. Keeping the keep of
1: meat sure. beast that is me running. <laughs> right. But these people weigh more than you. And they're five foot four to five foot right, eight. Right. And they weigh considerably more than you. Oh, man. Anyway, that's just the thing. Happened at Warren's. Warren was probably, besides like Uncle Charlie, um, it was probably Warren and Uncle Charlie and Warren. Dan, <laughs> uh, Dan, who I lived with when I attended Hazleton, actually, because he lived in Kingston. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So Warren ended up purchasing the, like, expansive farmstead, the little farmhouse and all the surrounding property and the nine barns, and the assorted other shit that I grew up having to mow and, like, wandering around on. All the time with Joss Whedon and John. Warren and his wife ended up purchasing that property from my grandparents. Now, my gram continued living on the property in one of the cottages that they used to own. She ended up living in that for another 20-something years until, like, a couple months back, like two months ago. She's moving down here now with us. Not with us, but very close. Right, okay. Anyway, so Warren and Judy then owned the property that I grew up on, basically. And they own that for 20 something years until I think two years ago when, so they had three kids, um, their daughter, who was the middle child, was growing up. She was maybe 21, 22. She was getting married, um, but, Warren and his wife through some troubles. Uh, it was getting worse and worse. They were working it out, and the daughter was getting married on the property. Big reception, all the things planned out, because it's a beautiful property. There's a pool, and there's, you know, just beautiful greenery, and it's wonderful. Had it all planned out. A month before a wedding, Warren drives his car to where... He got engaged to his wife You know 30-40 years prior And puts the hose in the window of his car And kills himself Happy wedding Happy wedding So Graham's looking forward to getting out of there Basically She'll be down here in a couple of weeks.
0: So when did this happen with the suicide?
1: Mm, like this al- is recent al- history. Almost. Okay. Maybe not quite. Maybe just Jesus. under two years ago. Yeah. Uh.
0: <laughs> that is unfortunate.
1: Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Sorry, Adam. Well, it's not about me. Well, obviously, I grew up with them. So it's crazy. But, uh, well, just, I guess it kind of came to a head cause Graham's moving down. It's like finally wiping her hands and that's like never minding the fact that the church we all grew up in had a murderer, a double murderer for a pastor. <laughs> Nobody knew about it until they could have got caught. They could have
0: done like a twin peaks. Um knockoff series about
1: Yeah. About this like area. NBC would have done it, you know, or right. maybe CBS. Right. I mean, talk about a real kick in the pants. You know, you you smush your son who just got better that's after an epic that's battle with the city.
0: Having to live with that.
1: Yep. Like, every time you look at her, it's like, you shit. Well, every time she has to look at herself. Right. I smush. What do you even fucking say? What do you do? How do you... (laughs) Fuck, man. Because, like, you're the one, and then you... Like, you see him there. I, and then do you back the car up? Maybe if you would have kept... I don't know. I just keep feel the car there.
0: grossly unqualified to even comment.
1: Like, oh, about hardcore. the hardcore. <laughs> the ins and outs of this and, like, what you would do for a long time, <laughs> like 30 years. Yeah. Like, what do you do? do you just leave it pressure and, like, wait till somebody comes and maybe they can... I don't know. Because then it's, like, you know it's hitting his his intestines that he just had a problem with. It's because it's right there. It's like, Oh, do you back up and let him slide out? Do you tell somebody to catch him so he doesn't hit his head then? Like what? All the details. It's not an instant death, you know? No, it's it's not like head trauma. Meaning it's minutes, minutes and minutes, maybe longer. (laughs) know exactly how I mean
0: hopefully it was (coughs) (coughs) excuse me like close to instant unconsciousness at
1: least or at least shock yeah maybe unconsciousness due to like shock pain levels
0: well and also like lack of blood blood pressure and everything things in there is all crushed groin
1: level though yeah, I don't. I just don't really know. Seems like the upper part would keep going for a while. Again, um, was it signs? You know, the wife is—that's a little, little trigger warning there in that movie. I don't know if you remember that movie. I don't remember the scene you're talking about. Well, it's M. Night Shyamalan plays the doctor, right? And he's driving his car, and he falls asleep, and swerves off, and smashes Mel Gibson's wife into the tree. Okay, and she's alive.
0: Right. This like, is like the flashback. This is the right the backstory right. that gets revealed like halfway through the movie. I'm, That's I'm right. remembering it now. Yes. And so
1: she's there alive, pinned between the car and the tree, and they're waiting for Mel Gibson to come because there's nothing they can do, and once they pull the car away, she's going to die. It's like, you know, Mr. Uh, Alec Croc, Croc Hunter guy. Yeah. Getting the don't pull it out, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So I don't know if it was that kind of situation or who knows. And go into a lot of detail with the eight-year-old children, I guess. Beep! Beep. A Jeff Bridgie thing to do, right? Exactly.
0: Well, and Maude Lebowski, both Jeff Bridges right. and... Julian Moore were in Seventh Son.
1: It all comes full circle.
0: Which we had discussed previously in our deep cast. Have you seen it? Because that was coming out at the same time. It got pushed back multiple times. It it was pushed back for like five years. Have you seen it? Yeah. No, I haven't seen it. No, me either. But I've noticed that it's out. I'm pretty sure it actually exists and is out there to consume.
1: It is. But I don't Enough know if I'll ever bring myself to actually watch it. Well I'm we're in the same state. Yeah. Perhaps. Perhaps. List. We'll add it to the list of things for the listener to be disappointed in that we never do. Right. How's when we sound? do a gutter balls rewind, rewind. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Beep. Beep. Now, Seventh Sun looks like a pretty lackluster effort on everybody's part.
0: Seventh Son, the the movie with...
1: Julianne Moore, Julianne Jeff, Moore Bridges, Jeff Bridges. Ben Barnes. Where did yeah. that
0: come from? You just kind of throwing it out there?
1: Well, we are discussing um, Gutterballs Rewind, episode 130 of Gutterballs, where we discussed... Minute six, minute seven of Gutterballs episode. eight. Minute seven, right? So we're discussing minute seven. Minute
0: seven of the discussion of minute seven of episode seven right. is in essence Where we discussed what we're doing.
1: Episode seven, right? So we're in essence
0: right. to to simplify that. This would be the episode. This would. be Sure, yes. Episode Minute right. seven of episode Minutes. one, The Gutter Balls Rewind. Right. Where we discussed right, right. the uh, big sleep and how we never read it.
1: Right, right. But we didn't discuss the big sleep in minute seven of episode 130. No. But we did discuss Seventh Son. So I wanted to talk a little bit about this episode because I thought it was important. It's another broken promise because we said... You know we would watch this, and I know it hasn't been that long, but I haven't watched it. Have you? No, it's hard for me to imagine ever watching it. <laughs> well,
0: you we could probably do something like maybe watch it and then make some supercut where you. The most you can hope for is like take the scenes from it and then add in dialogue from Lebowski. I mean, it is it the, the, reun- the the you know reunited here is the dude and mod.
1: I don't think that's enough to save it. No. Really. It's
0: just a cultural curiosity.
1: So there was one caveat, though, and we did say maybe the next time you and I are in the scene, watch it. And I don't think we've been in this. Have we? When did it? Uh, uh, I don't Um. Shit. Good question. Um this is what 130 that came out on January 10th.
0: So we mean. Oh, so we made the deal not when the movie came out but in that episode.
1: Episode 130. Okay, yes,
0: you're right. We have not Yes, that that was just Minute, a stones throw away.
1: It was a blip ago. Minute 7 of episode 130 we made that deal. Hey time it's a it's a devilish mistress isn't it you never know that's
0: <sighs> maybe the film will be good
1: 0.5 on imdb not that i trust that oh we lost jonathan demi today i don't know if you saw oh yeah now. i did see that unfortunately it's a bummer dude um so anyway i wanted to point out Seventh son, another broken promise so far. But we have time. I think we have some time on that one. I also, I think I the brief like hour or two during the whole week where I had some access to the Internet because I have a 14-year-old mm-hmm. female and uh, a wife, you might know her name's Leslie, who were basically on the Internet the whole week. We had like... They finally have unlimited internet packages. You have to fucking pay for it. But only one person could be on there at a time. But there's no data limit or whatever, so that's cool. But, you know, Snapchat alone is probably 20 gigs of data for the week. Right. For the little one. Um, but anyway, the hour I was able to go on there, I think I sent you a somewhat cryptic message that I had new shit that had come to light from the big sleep. Cause I finally fucking read the big sleep. Did I read the whole thing cover to cover all the words, Brad, so you, every
0: you, word. Nice. You unbroke the promise.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I unbroke it. That's a kept promise. Now, at least halfway, I think you said you would read it too. Maybe. Well maybe if I go on a cruise I'll have the time to read it. Fair time. So May I read an excerpt of the Big Sleep to you? Oh please do. Okay. I mean there's a there's a lot in this it's so obvious how much the Coen brothers were influenced by this novel and just the world they create and the meandering plot. Like it all well, is like,
0: I mean, I w- it was, the movie is an homage, I would say to the, the book, right?
1: Totally. But like, it really like Jesus. Yep. I mean, it's not, it's not perfect, but it's like, holy shit. Yes. Like the big sleep is so totally the big Lebowski spirit animal. Anyway, do an excerpt from. I'm going to start on page 167, and it, it would be kind of pointless to try to explain, sure, like where we are story wise, sure, because it's a you know 230 page book. We're 167 pages in, and it'd be like trying to explain to somebody a like one scene out of The Big Lebowski and try to have it make sense. Right. You, you just can't. No, I'm fine with that. I'll just let it wash over me. Suffice to say, it's Philip Marlowe, who is sort of uh canonical, like private dick, right? A uh, hard-boiled private detective, you know, in the seedy underbelly of 1940s, 1950s Los Angeles. And he's just doing one of you know, an uncountable number of confrontations between him and some other dude this time. He's, he's confronting, you know, snow-covered volcano women. He's sending, uh, criminals and cops and, you know, runs the gamut of the characters. Anyway, here he is confronting another another guy. Let's have Act Two, I said. Without some dough, that's all. I don't see two hundred bucks in it. Mrs. Regan married an ex bootlegger out of the joints. She'd know. She knows Eddie Mars well. If she thought anything had happened to Regan, Eddie would be the very man she'd go to, and Canino might be the man Eddie would be assigned. Is that all you have? Would you give the two hundred and know where Eddie's wife is? the little man asked calmly. He had all my attention now. "'I almost my chair leaning on them. "'Even if she was alone, "'Harry Jones added in a soft, rather sinister tone. "'Even if she never run away with Regan at all "'and was being kept now about 40 miles from L.A. in a hideout "'so the law would keep on thinking she had dusted with him, "'would you pay 200 bucks for that, Seamus?' "'I licked my lips. <laughs> "'They tasted dry and salty.' I think I would, I said. Where? Agnes found her, he said grimly, just by a lucky brick. Saw her out riding and managed to tail her home. Agnes will tell you where that is, when she's holding the money in her hand. I made a hard face at him. You could tell the coppers for nothing, Harry. They have some good wreckers down at Central these days. If they killed you trying, they still have Agnes. Let them try, he said. I ain't so brittle. Agnes must have something I didn't notice. She's a grifter, Seamus. There you go. That's the new shit.
0: Okay. Well... well they use the word Seamus. Twice. At least.
1: Right. Well, am I wrong? We could never... Like pinpoint an actual, like honest to goodness reference to that fucking word. It could we not? We could not. Well, now now Unless we know.
0: I, am I wrong? I, you're not wrong. <laughs> I'm just completely clueless. What? But okay, so there it is. We can close the it, book on that one, right?
1: It's literally just the use of the word "Seamus" twice, right there. Seamus, Seamus, referring to I mean, we assumed because of context that it was referring to a private detective, but like, I don't think we could ever like go down that path too far. So,
0: did they spell could... it? That he did it. Was it spelled S H A M U S?
1: S-H-A-M-U-S Okay Yep Seamus There you are Seamus Well it's so underwhelming Big reveal I almost shit my pants when I read it There was actually one usage I can't find that now They said it a couple times They said it three times Twice there and once earlier I don't know I thought that was pretty good
0: I mean it is pretty good I guess I forgot that we didn't know the etymology of that word at all.
1: We could never couldn't find it, sort it it out. Yep, never found it. At least as far as I know, maybe somebody. Right, I don't remember that. It's you also have Carmen Sternwood, who's like throwing herself at Philip Marlowe, daughter of the crusty old like blanket covering the legs man that. Philip Marlowe comes to visit in his giant mansion, you know, and he wants to put him on a case. Right. And then his flighty little one of his flighty well, one of his daughters, who's a flighty like little nymphette type of woman girl really is throwing herself at him and trying to time Um, there's that old calculating other daughter. So anyway, it all ties in really ties the
0: story together right it all gets time together so I, not to I, I, read this whole, anymore. I read this whole book i read this whole
1: book and book well come on and, and you're just there me. like whatever
0: the details
1: <laughs> the rest of it is just a meandowski exactly so we don't need to go into right. that
0: anymore so I will I say, if you do type S-H-A-M-U-S into Google, it comes up with one of those cards that's like a dictionary, and yeah. it says Seamus, noun, a private detective.
1: Well, how did we not <laughs> discover that? I don't know. Did you mean, see, when I type Seamus into Google, it says, did you mean she... It says that, too, but now then the private. There was a any reference. There to was the a big movie sleep? from
0: 1973 starring Burt Reynolds called Seamus. Seamus Seamus is a praying of Burt Reynolds with his shirt off and white pants, like pointing a gun, like well, directly what's... at you through the out of the poster.
1: Right, define Seamus at dictionary.com, police officer, detective, 1920, apparently first in The Seamus, a detective story published that here by Harry J. but no mention of the big sleep.
0: Well, big sleep was just a side,
1: a side look. Well, there it was spelled out in all its glory. So I have, you know, pretty definitive proof that yeah the big sleep and the big lebowski are in fact <laughs> related right if, if we didn't know already all right well then how about this shit then i listen to song exploder i don't know if you do but you should it's an awesome podcast um it breaks down a song yes. through you know one of the artists who created it and explodes it element by element and they tell the story of how the song was created Yes, I get back from this cruise after having read the big sleep about Philip Marlowe, the the Seamus, the brother Seamus, investigating, doing investigative work for, you know, old man Sternwood, and then having to deal with his two daughters, Carmen Sternwood and the other one, Carmen Sternwood being the nymphet, the that slut, and. I get back from this cruise the episode of Song Exploder, but Amy Mann, uh, Amy Mann of Toeless Nihilist fame,
0: a friend of the Lebowski,
1: a friend of Lebowski, who was talking about her song Patient Zero that just came out. Um, Let me see if it even. No, doesn't mention that. But anyway the song she goes on to break it down element by element and there's a moment in the podcast where she's talking about one of the characters in the song and she's just remembering this character from the big sleep and you know all the problems she had and how you know she came to desperate measures and like killed somebody, and she's like, Carmen Sternwood, blah, blah, Mm. blah, 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 blah. blah. Except her lead vocal, all of her vocals, actually, she because she was writing the song in the moment, kind of, didn't go back and reference and fact check. She said Carmen Sherwood instead of Stern. Uh. She had to go back and record a st, st for the main vocal. Uh. So they could... Like, splice that in there and make sure what oh, it's Sternwood.
0: No, that's fucking interesting,
1: man. But they left the backing vocals that they're providing texture and some layering, so you can't really tell. <laughs> but anyway, after reading The Big Fucking Sleep, having my Seamus revelation that you don't give a shit about, I come back and Amy Mann's there talking about Carmen Sternwood. Which would have been totally... I would have been listened to this episode anyway, but it would have been totally lost on me. Weird, the way
0: the cosmos will...
1: It is! Throw these little... Like, yeah. Throw little trials and tribulations, sometimes surprises, sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. Strikes and gutters, Brad. Ups and downs. <sighs> well, shit, dog. <laughs> I got a – did you guys have an ice storm about a month ago? Uh, You might have got snow. A month ago. Yeah, back in – it was uh, St. Paddy's Day. Day before St. Paddy's Day. I don't know. I can't really remember. We got – so growing up, my – one of my – possibly my biggest fantasy – besides ones that involved like Cindy Crawford or anything was like having enough like ice on top of a snowpack to walk on the ice. Okay. You know, without crashing through. Yeah. Something that was probably so far out of the realm of possibility for you that you know, it's a much smaller person and maybe happened once and then, when I first moved down to this area, we had, like, six inches of snow, and then it just, like, sleeted and ice rained all night. And we had, like, half an inch of ice, and I went out there, and I could walk on the snow. And it was amazing. And it was everything I thought it would The other time it's ever happened was about a month ago. We were supposed to get eight inches of snow. We didn't. We got, like, three, and then we got ice on top of it. And... There we were, and I could walk on top of it again. But this time it wasn't so great because, first of all, Wilson, so he's out there, like, skittering around, right. sliding around everywhere, and that's not fun. And then I went out to go to the shed to get the shovel, and I slipped and I smashed my finger. And I was like, oh, shit, I jammed my finger. So I let it go for like a month, and it didn't get better. So now I have a fucking splint on it. Spend it. You have a splint? Yeah, I just... Leslie got me a splint, and I taped it on there.
0: Geez, it doesn't even show through the podcast at all.
1: No, no, I think I do a good job of covering for it. Not letting it come through. It sucks. I'm going to have to have it on there for like a month and see if it heals. Because what's it gonna be? A broken bone. Um it's not jammed because I can bend it. I don't think it's a tendon or a ligament because I wouldn't be able to like I can bend it fully over. Right. Let's just be a broken bone in there somewhere. I just gotta let it sit for yeah. a while.
0: I remember once there was one winter where we had kind of a similar thing where it was like snow but then like and it was just like the perfect situation, and I don't know. Yeah. You know my. Do you know my backyard of like my parents' house where I, where I grew up?
1: I know it's fairly expansive. Yeah, I'm not
0: and sure about elevation. And it is a hill. It's down. So when we had a toboggan. So mm. we would always, like, ride the toboggan. You know, we also that's had a, a couple of little four- plastic sleds, but the toboggan was the big thing. It was,
1: yes. Yeah, that's a three- or four-person event right yeah, there. Yeah. That's a family adventure. Yeah, and, like, again, I guess because of the extra
0: weight, you know, you'd go farther or faster. Hell, yeah. So, as long
1: as there was enough, like, slickness underneath yeah. so you didn't, like, crush down to the grass level.
0: Right. So, I mean, like, in a normal winter, we could ride the toboggan. It was fun. But this was crazy. Like, snow it was like, like it fuck was more snow, like riding you know? it on on a ice yes and like yes. it was actually almost too dangerous right um right. it was a lot of fun
1: <laughs> it's like clark griswold putting the uh, non-nutritive <laughs> varnish yeah. on the bottom of his little sled and then going Pow!
0: well that's kind of we had a similar situation occur <laughs> oh boy <laughs> because I don't know exactly how this happened, but the idea was, hey, so so my dad had a kayak. We actually had several kayaks.
1: Yeah, he'd point out the Roebling Bridge right. on the kayak,
0: and somehow the idea <laughs> came into our minds: let's go down the hill in the in a kayak.
1: Oh boy. A family of large people. Well, I
0: mean, it's a one-person kayak, so it has to be one person.
1: Okay. And. That doesn't sound that
0: crazy, actually. Well. That seems legit. The thing is, you have to think of the bottom of the kayak. A kayak, like, so this thing only had, like, (laughs) a quarter inch that actually made contact with the ground. (laughs) So there was, like, no friction.
1: And, Are you saying because it comes to a point?
0: And, and I don't know, perhaps it was whatever <laughs> dynamic was involved. I remember, the toboggan <laughs> problem was we'd go down to the bottom of the hill, and then, so there was at the bottom of our hill in our yard, there was the <laughs> farmland behind us, and there was like kind of like a little border of like scrub. And usually we never like, it wasn't really too much of a problem. That us scrub. Well, this toboggan, we'd, we'd go through, we'd just smash through the scrub and keep going. And I think at one point I like, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that is like, well, I don't know about this kayak thing. Let me do it first. Let's just see what it, how, you know. And I don't I have somewhere there's a VHS video because I videotaped it.
1: Oh my god. And more
0: or less he goes from like zero to like, I don't know, maybe twenty miles an hour in like two s-
1: <laughs> And it, why have you not made it your life's <laughs> mission to find that yeah. VHS? And tape? then
0: you can see in the video, like he just kinda goes down the yard through the scrub. He's going down. Across the farmer's field, no <laughs> indication of slowing at all. Like, in about, like, the t- t- time of, like, maybe three seconds, he goes from standing right next to me to being a little speck on the horizon. At the far end of the farmer fields, there's, like, forest and a little uh, creek that runs Probably across there. Probably a stream. There. Yeah. There's always a little stream. Yeah. And so... Well, my dad, eventually, he just kind of bails out. Yeah, you got cause it. Because he's like, I don't know what to do. I'm not going to, like, go, like, <laughs> impact these. So, like, he, like, kind of bails out, like, kind of, like, onto his, like, stomach. And he's, like, you know, spread eagle spinning on really? the but ice, still, still going forward, didn't stop. you know, eventually stops. The toboggan <laughs> or the, the kayak just keeps going up into the trees. Eventually comes back with it. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go now. My turn. And he's like, no. No one will ever do this again. You were like, bingo. Yeah, no. but So you didn't get to do it. I didn't get to do it. How old were you, do you think? I was fairly old. Fifteen? Um, at least. Maybe even older.
1: I would say at that age, you know, if you want to be a jackass,
0: go for yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, I will say, like, uh, you shouldn't do it based on, like, the, 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 what, what ha- occurred here. Like, it's not, yeah, it's definitely not safe.
1: So that's another thing I used to do in addition to, um, man on a bike attached to a tube, attached to a bus was, you know, if I wasn't riding the bike around, maybe if it was winter, so my mind in a different way, I would look for potential sledding hills out the window. Mm-hmm. Mm, there'd be a good one. We, I think we could manage the trees a little bit, maybe cut a couple, some logs, clear out some rocks. I think we could do some some good work there. You know, that would be the thing I would do. But I also did that physically up on, you know, my grandparents property that the Ramirez has bought. Eventually, but we used to go and sled down. We never had a huge run, like a long run. But what we did have was like <laughs> steep fucking inclines covered in rock. But you could like move enough rocks out and use some rocks as jumps as long as you had enough snow. And we made little signs and rated them on scales of like, you know, the main sledding hill which was nothing just wide open but it was only like a hundred yards long or something so stupid those are green circles we put a little sign there and then we had some blue squares because there's a little path that kind of wound around and went up to the cliff the cliff was just straight down like 30 feet right we actually Uh put a sign there that was a I think a triple red diamond and it was just called dumb nobody ever went that run because it's straight down And you die, right? But going up the path, it like got increasingly steeper and steeper, strewn with rocks. Because you know, the fucking Poconos is part of the uh, well, it's essentially the edge of the terminal moraine from the last ice age. So it's just fucking huge rocks, rocks of all sizes everywhere. And we would just go like weave down through these trees, up off rocks, hit other rocks. How did we? Like we would have those like hard plastic sleds, right? Like I'm not talking like the red ones that you can kind of, kind of manipulate around, like bend. Talking like hard, they're un, unbendable. Did they have right? like a seat in them? Yeah, seat in them, hard. Did they, plastic. But
0: did they have the two little levers on either side? Two levers. Yeah, yeah I know that was well. That's yeah. what we
1: had. Yeah, hard. Yep, hard. And like. I remember one sledding session, me, Joss Whedon, somebody else, maybe John Biesecker, Jason Biesecker, went out there, and, like, we were blazing some new sledding trails, but it was this one, I forget what it was called. I bet if we went there, we could still find the little wooden signs that we tacked to the trees because we had names for all of them. I remember, like, going down off it, we like kind of cleared the like one or two inch thick trees out as best we could. So we had a little path weaving down through the hill, but like you would go about 15 or 20 feet and then hit a boulder that was the size of a Volkswagen basically and go off of it and then drop about eight feet (laughs)
0: down Mm -hmm.
1: and then land on rocks between trees and then try to keep going without hitting other shit But like that hard plastic sled, I took it one time, hit the rock, went down and like kind of as soon as I hit, I just came to a stop because a tree that was about half the thickness of my wrist had punctured up through Mm. that sled right next to my femur. Jesus. (laughs) And it did not hit me. I was like, oh, shit.
0: But well, wouldn't, like, that sudden sucked. deceleration just
1: kind of send you flying forward out of the sled? Well, it was weird because, like, it hit on the back somehow. Like, I don't know. It hit in, like, a little divot somehow. So I was, like, leaning back when it hit. So I just kind of, like, like, came.
0: It right. was
1: weird. Like, that's why I didn't just bounce and keep going. Like, I just kind <clears> of <throat> stopped. It's like, oh, there's a tree poking through here that did not impale me. Cool. Anyway, I I longed for the days of the like the 300, 400 yard run, like way beyond what you thought was possible at incredible rates of speed. That was way more fun. I regret that you didn't do it.
0: Yeah, I, I mean... I will say the toboggan did, uh, I mean, it wasn't a bad second place. Sure. Because sure. we did blast through the scrub. We did blast
1: through. You didn't make it all the way down to the little the stream. We
0: kind of, I, th- I feel like we did. I feel like we had to bail out too. The difference is just the, the rate of speed was just not as fast. Like the the <laughs> the the uh, the, um, the the kayak was probably two to three times faster. It was pretty much like yes, right out of like a Chevy Chase or like a Will Ferrell type scenario. Like, all right, kids,
1: don't l- try this. Don't try this.
0: I'm going to try it first to make sure it's safe. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: Attempting a new land speed record. <laughs> oh, I can picture that pretty well. Those are good times, man. Those are the special moments. You don't get those back again, Brad. No. Tears and rain. Tears and rain. Well, this has been quite a toboggan ride. Yeah.
0: It's been a toboggan <laughs> ride through all sorts of places. Tragedy,
1: yep. Yet hilarity,
0: upliftingness, Jensen.
1: <laughs> My car just hit a water buffalo. Yep.
0: All right. Well, it's fun. Good to be back in the the saddle.
1: Back in the welcome blazing... back to dry land. Sledding saddle. Yes, thank you. Good to be back. Um, Let's get back on track. I kicked my illness. I got a little finger, but that doesn't convey over the microphone, so I think we're good. All right. All right.